You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, Rochester and the Finger Lakes are becoming a hub for all kinds of inclusive activities, like biking and kayaking. This is amazing. This, I've never experienced this before. But some people with disabilities are still being left behind. That is a huge barrier, a huge inconvenience. That's coming up on your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. Over the last several years, there's been a movement to make Rochester and the Finger Lakes more accessible. And I'm not just talking about businesses being compliant with basic accessibility regulations. A lot of places are implementing inclusive recreation. And this doesn't just make a difference for people with disabilities. But as my colleague Beth Adams tells us, it's bringing people of all ages together. She has this story. <laughs> it's Labor Day weekend in the village of Fairport, and Julie Cataldo and six of her friends are getting ready to go out on the Erie Canal. Where's your dear friends? I've known them all over 20 years. Yeah, probably 30. 30. It's their annual kayak outing. It began six years ago in celebration of Julie's 50th birthday. Now it's a tradition. I just like to be out on the water. I like that I can do it with my friends and um, we can just be relaxed and have a good time together. Julie wasn't always able to do things like this with friends who don't have disabilities. I have cerebral palsy with um, spastic quadriplegia which means all four limbs are affected in their speech. Kim Chase is Julie's oldest friend. They've known each other all of their lives. She was offered lots of different activities as we were growing up that had different accommodations and things that were made for her. And, you know, I had activities that I could do, and we could never do them together. This kind of separate but equal mentality is a common problem in most communities when it comes to accessibility. Even spaces that claim to be accessible often offer separate accommodations like side entrances to buildings or separate bathrooms. But this is starting to change, especially when it comes to recreation. Two days before Julie and her friends got together in Fairport, Anita O'Brien, executive director of Rochester Accessible Adventures, or RAA for short, greeted government and business leaders on the canal in the village of Brockport alongside an adaptive kayak launch. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Great to see you at this really wonderful space that we're quite excited about and very proud for Brockport for being strategic about how you can include people with disabilities in your everyday recreation. RAA is a nonprofit that works with municipalities, businesses, and others to create healthy lifestyle options for people with disabilities to pursue together with their families and friends. O'Brien has noticed in the past several years that more cities, towns, and villages are open to this way of thinking. You get these entities that have funding, that have marketing capacity 
to put front and center images of people with disabilities navigating the canalway space, that's an amazing uh, shift for our area. It's also a largely untapped economic opportunity. According to a 2018 report from the nonprofit American Institutes for Research, working age people with disabilities have an annual discretionary income of $21 billion. But it's not just those individuals, right? It's who they're living with. It's the families that will now come to your town because you put in an adaptive kayak launch or because you've changed the access points to restaurants in your community. You make sure that you have an accessible bathroom. Families like the Lings. In Victor, 15-year-old Matherling is getting ready for a bike ride on a recumbent, hand-cranked mountain bike. I definitely think I'm still getting the feel of it. Turning is definitely a little scary, but I think I'm getting really good at it. Mather uses a wheelchair. He has spina bifida and has limited use of his legs because his spine did not fully develop before he was born. But that doesn't prevent him from bike rides with his dad, Peter. I've been mountain biking for more than 15 years, and being able to have him experience the same is is amazing. Today, they're tackling Hog Hollow, a multi-use adaptive trail with a wide pathway and contours to ensure both stability and an authentic mountain biking experience. Adam Wrights is the trail manager. He gives Mather a quick refresher in how to use the bike, and then they're off. The Lings traveled three hours from Binghamton so Mather could borrow this bike from the Victor Parks Department and ride this trail. A few minutes later, they circle back around and Mather declares his inaugural ride. Thrilling, definitely. A little scary, but definitely thrilling. He vows to come back to Victor. As soon as I can, this is amazing. This, I've never experienced this before. All right, let's ride. Let's go. Coming up, there are still people in Rochester being left out of these accessible adventures. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI, and if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. Even though people travel to the Rochester area to participate in adaptive recreation, some local residents with disabilities can access these activities. Here's Beth. Lutitia Desette is a disability justice advocate. She says so far, the movement towards inclusive recreation in places like Fairport and Victor and even Brockport and Canandaigua has one major issue. It's dominated by a specific segment of the population. It's the suburbs, our white suburbs, who have the access, who have the inclusion. Doucette, who lives in the city of Rochester, uses a wheelchair and has limited use of her hands due to neck and brain injuries caused by a car crash when she was not quite two years old. While she sees the value of inclusive sports, she says it isn't within reach for some living in Rochester, for example, an adaptive kayak launch in Fairport. 
how are you going to get there if you don't have a car? How are you going to get there if you're working two or three jobs? How are you going to do that um, when the stressors that you're seeing don't really give you a lot of time to do recreational activities? Nicole Neighbors says she has faced some of these obstacles. The 41-year-old Navy veteran and former high school basketball player wasn't sure how she could remain active after a shooting in 2006 lodged a bullet in her spine, causing paralysis. Another bullet landed in her neck, permanently injuring her left arm. The summer was actually a really depressing time uh, because it was reminiscent of when I would play basketball all summer. That's sort of what summer represented, basketball and running a mile a day for six days a week. Then, neighbors discovered Rochester Accessible Adventures, or RAA, and she fell in love with biking and kayaking along the Erie Canal. But as a city resident, she ran into obstacles. One Saturday morning a few years ago, she says she took an RTS lift line to Fairport but had to wait until 9 o'clock that night before she could get another bus to take her back home. That is a huge barrier, a huge inconvenience. Um, but what else was I supposed to do? Rochester's public transit system was overhauled in 2021. The paratransit service is now called RTS Access, and riders do have the option of on-demand service within certain geographic zones. But neighbors would like to find things to do closer to where she lives in the South Wedge. RAA Executive Director Anita O'Brien sees an opportunity with the city's 13 R centers. While a few of them do have accessible pools and wheelchair basketball, she says much more could be done in terms of inclusive recreation. For rec centers or any other setting, she says a critical component is training staff in disability culture and awareness and being intentional about welcoming people. I might be able to say to someone that that amenity of a pool lift is there, but if they go to a space and don't feel like they were expected there, then they may never go again, or they may not go in the first place. When Mayor Malik Evans took office this year, he appointed a new commissioner of Recreation and Human Services, Shirley Green. A spokesperson for the city says Green was not available for an interview in time for this story. O'Brien says she has made multiple inquiries with the city of Rochester over the last seven years about the need for more adaptive recreation. But election cycles can disrupt these conversations. An issue like inclusion and accessibility can't come and go with an administration. It has to be just a part of the culture. And now that a kind of normalcy has been restored after two years of COVID-19 restrictions, she says these conversations can start again. It would be easier to clean the ocean sometimes, I think, than systems change like this. However, because I see it happening in our communities, then I absolutely know that it's great. It's possible. Beth Adams is the host of Morning Edition on WXXI. This story was adapted from a four-part series she did for us called The Road to Inclusion. You can check it out in its entirety, along with pictures from our photographers Max Schulte and Jacob Walsh at WXXINews.org. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, WXXINews.org, or follow us on Twitter at WXXINews. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening.
This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.